Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Let's get into it, gentlemen. The Miami Dolphins were without a handful of offensive linemen last week. They were without Terry Kill last week, but all signs point to Hill's return. Offensive linemen, it's still a little questionable. It looks like Robert Hunt will be out. It looks like Austin Jackson's really iffy. It's a crazy scenario when Thron Armstead is your healthiest starting offensive lineman. So, gentlemen, how are we feeling about this Miami Dolphins offense? That it might be hard to believe, but they, I, I swear, I promise, they are getting slightly healthier. Uh, they are. And, you know, Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt uh, did not practice at the time we're recording this here. But, you know, Robert Hunt is is somebody who's been week to week for a while now with that hammy injury. And it's it's unlike other injuries because it's it's not like a pain tolerance thing with Robert Hunt and the, and the hamstring. If the hammy is given out on you, if you ever, ever had a hamstring injury, if that's given out on you, you can't lift your leg. You can't drive. You can't do anything. So if if I were a betting man, I, I would say that he's out at least another week. You know, Austin Jackson if he doesn't play this week, I don't see a real big drop-off pass protection-wise from he and to Kendall Lamb. You could even possibly make the argument that just purely in pass protection, Kendall Lamb is as good or better than Austin Jackson right now. Not by much, but uh, – and that's a huge matchup because whoever the right tackle is is going to go up against Micah Parsons, and he is the best in the NFL at abusing right tackles. You know, just last week uh, – the Cowboys game, you know, Josh Allen only drops back 21 times, but Micah Parsons didn't have a sack, but he had seven pressures and 21 dropbacks. So he's somebody that you can expect. He, he is one of the few players in the NFL as a pass rusher. You can expect uh, that, that he's going to be in your face. Now the the positive side of that is when you take a look at who the Dolphins have played this year, um, you know, who have had dominant pass rushers, you know, Max Crosby, we didn't hear much in the Raiders game from him. Uh, Matt Judon, you know, he had one sack in the Patriots game early in the year, but other than that, nothing. So the Dolphins have done a really good job of neutralizing teams who have just one dominant pass rusher. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, Josh, do you think is it? Do you think when you have these injuries, is it all about? Is it a Durham Smythe game you feel? I mean, I feel like it. I mean, like he said, I mean, Micah Parsons is without question the best defensive player in football, right? I mean, so you have to figure out a way to stop him. Um, you mentioned not that crazy of a drop-off, I guess, between Austin Jackson and uh, Kendall Lamb, but I think either of those guys would have a hell of a time when it's Micah Parsons. So you're absolutely right, man. They did a very good job earlier in the year against some of the more elite pass rushers, but this matchup to me is an absolute, uh, you know, completely different monster than what they've seen. So, yeah, if you got to use Durham Smythe, I'm all for that. You guys were talking about the offensive line. Uh, Barry Jackson said um, the only starter that might be available again is uh, Teron Armstead. So that would mean it would be um, right next to him would be what Lester Cotton, Liam Eikenberg at center, Robert Jones and Kendall Lamb. So that's looking like our starting lineup against, again, a very um, solid pass rush that the Dolphins might have some issues with. So that's definitely a matchup I'm intrigued by. I'm kind of upset Austin Jackson is not going to be in this one because I was interested to see a way matched up against, again, an elite pass rusher, if not the most elite. So what's Mike McDaniel's process this week? I mean, James Cook last week went absolutely ballistic, uh, 179 yards. That's 7.2 yards per carry against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, This is a Dallas Cowboys team that is 0-3 on the road against teams that are above 500. 
How does it feel, Dallas Cowboys fans? How does it feel? And then you have a Dolphins team, though. We know how good they are at running the football. So you instantly go, okay, the Dolphins are going to run the football. And then you get into this weird Prince's Bride loop because you think, no, the Cowboys think the Dolphins are going to run the football and they have Tyree Kill back. So instead, they're going to run the foot or they're going to pass the football. See, I'm already lost in the loop. Cat, help me out here. What is Mike McDaniel doing? What is he thinking as we get closer to Sunday? Keep running the ball. I mean, look, keep running the ball and go off that because when you do that, you take pressure off of the offensive line that Josh was talking about. I mean, they're look, they've got a lot of injuries, but if you keep running the ball downhill and then work off play action, that's been the Dolphins golden ticket. And it's not only that, but it's also helped them minimize mistakes in the last game too. And when you look at the Cowboys defensively, you know, they hadn't allowed a hundred yard rusher all year. And then James Cook absolutely goes off on them. 25 carries, 179 yards, you know, the Cowboys couldn't do anything uh, in run defense. And, you know, if you, if the Dolphins can stress that run defense again, just like the Bills did, where they're paying attention to the pass, that's going to be huge for them because, I mean, look, they, they don't have Leighton Van Der Esch, a linebacker. He's out for the year. He's been out since the beginning of the year. They drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round. He really hasn't been a factor. Had had their lone sack in the last game, but really hasn't been that factor against the run. So, you know, and a linebacker, they, the last time I checked, have three active off-ball linebackers even on their roster. So if the Dolphins can continue to plug away and and run the ball downhill against them and then work off play action, I think that's the best way to go as opposed to, you know, having to a drop back 40 times. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how it attack them, right? Come out and run the football, run it down their throat, continue to, like you mentioned, you know, give that offensive line not only confidence, but make uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense stay honest. You had said 179 yards for James Cook. It was 266 total yards. I don't know if Jake Price said that. Um, most had two touchdowns last week. We know he broke the record. I think HN practiced today, so he'll be back out there. Um, Dolphins driving to 5.1 yards per carry. That's first in the league and 139.6 yards per game on the ground. So um, I'm with you guys. I think we need to run the football. But doesn't that make you a little bit uh, squirmish and think that maybe Mike McDaniel, like Jake said, might, you know, big brain a little bit, maybe come out here and try to, you know, okay, Tyreek's healthy. Let's give him some bubble screens early in this game. Let's get that passing game going because um, why else? But, yeah, I think we run the football, and that'll be the the right way to start against, again, a good Cowboys defense. I'll tell you what I loved uh, last week is uh, the Dolphins, they get to the three-yard line. They run the ball with Mostert, he gets stopped. They run it again with Mostert, he gets stopped. And I think, oh, there's no way they're not going to pass the ball in this. They run it again. He gets in the end zone. Like, stay with it um, on the ground. And uh, like you said, Josh, I think that's what they're going to do. And you heard of McDaniel during hard knocks. I think he even was saying to himself, and I'm going to run it again here and different things like that. No, I'm just curious because I think it was the Seattle game. It was like the third play of the game where Dallas, I think, Dan Quinn is an absolutely outstanding defensive coordinator. And I think this is a team that's going to enter 
knowing that, hey, we struggle against the run. Jonathan Hankins is another player in the middle of that defense who I do not think is going to be there, a defensive tackle. Um, so I'm curious because there was, it was like the third play of the game, DK Metcalf went 70 yards to the house against the Cowboys to begin the game, where I do think, McDaniel, if we go back to these one-play drives that he likes to predict all of a sudden, I do think early in this game there is going to be that opportunity to smoke the Dallas Cowboys early, get that one big haymaker. And I think what makes the Cowboys so successful is because they have an outstanding offense and then they have a pass rush that can feed against feed off of that. So as the Cowboys start putting up points, opposing offenses aren't going to run the football because they have to keep up. If you can come out and punch them early, maybe with that one big playmaker, like a, hey, welcome back, Tyree Kill, that type of situation. I'm curious to see if you could put the Cowboys in the box, but also at the same time, I'm very well aware that that one play that could be that one play drive could be a pick six going the other direction. Yeah, they lost uh, Trayvon Diggs for the year early in the season, and he's somebody that I, you know, he made the Pro Bowl last year unbelievable amount of interceptions in his career and but he's also somebody that despite the amount of interceptions he's had is also someone too that's given up an unbelievable amount of yardage so he goes down for the year they put Duran Bland in and he's the exact same player where he's got seven interceptions and set the league record for five pick sixes you know five weeks before the season ends but he's kind of the same player where he's very feast or famine. So that's going to be a fascinating matchup with Stefan Gilmore and Deron Bland going up against Jalen Waddle and a Tyree kill where who's going to, who's going to be who are out, out of those in, in those matchups, who's going to make the most plays. I'm just laughing. Cause um, was it, what was his name? Was it Sammy Parker, Jake, that I was telling you about? We were uh, talking about how Shannon Sharp was sitting there ragging on Tutankhamen below, and they asked him, like, name any guy that he was throwing to him. What was it, 2020? And he said Sammy Parker or something like that. I remember days of Sammy Parker, uh, a.k.a. Devontae Berg, absolutely putting Stephon Gilmore in a, a oh, blender. Yeah. But So it's absolutely an interesting matchup. Um, you mentioned Darren Bland. I mean, and Jake, you pick six. I mean, is that not just our biggest fear and just something that – you almost, I mean, we all love Tua Tagovailoa, but we've almost come to expect one of those. Uh, you know, a ball right into a linebacker or cornerback's chest at least once once every three games. So um, I could see Darren Bland maybe getting his. Uh, what you said, he had five. This would be a sick then, but yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to speak that into existence. He's going to get carved up. Tyree Kill's going to and you just put did. him in a blender, and Stephon Gilmore's going to put him in a blender. No, I'm changing. My, I'm changing what I'm saying. I'm just... I think this could be a big game for HM. Uh, there's something to the point of playing against a team in the opposite conference. And there's something on top of that of playing them on the road. Uh, if you kind of power rank every game in a 17 game sk schedule, these are the games, the lowest that'd be on the bottom of the list, right? When you're thinking about who you can lose against. So I'm wondering if they could find a scenario early on where you put HN out on the field. And this could be a game for him where the Cowboys aren't used to maybe seeing that much speed at once where you can kind of, catch them off guard with a couple of big plays there, especially with that wide zone scheme. Yeah, you're right. And every opponent that the Dolphins face is not used to seeing four guys on the field at the same time with the speed of Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Devon Ache, and Raheem Mostert. And that is, you know, they Dolphins have two significant advantages on both sides of the ball here as we go as we go into these three games. You're not going to see the speed that the that the Dolphins bring on offense. And then defensively, you're not going to see uh, a, a defense a defensive back group as talented oh, yeah. as the Miami Dolphins when they are healthy. And it looks like they're going to get Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, and Deshaun Elliott back in this game.
Jazzy is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 